0: Friends can let friends adopt way too many cats Friends can let friends spill the tea, the cheese, the gag Friends can let friends sing while drunk off their ass But friends don't let friends make a podcast Hello! Hey!
1: Sorry it's been like two or three weeks Uh, we've
0: we've been spiraling
1: (laughs) Our life has been going out of control It's been bad (laughs) uh, Yeah Um, That's Anxiety Angelica That's Tired (laughs) Tori And this is a Oh This is Friends Don't Let Friends Friends Make Make a a Podcast podcast, Episode 29 I think Yeah. Yeah. This one's gonna be about mental health Because it's Mental Health Awareness Month In case you didn't know
0: May is Mental Health Awareness Month It's been Mental Health Awareness Month all month (laughs) <laughs> and we have mental, mental health issues. <laughs> yeah, we're both going to doctors for stuff, so we're somewhat qualified to talk about this. Yeah, we're somewhat qualified to talk about everything we talk about. So somewhat. There you go. But one, yeah,
1: one has a college degree and one is getting one, so we're. Hey. Talking, we're yeah, graduated qualified. last yeah. weekend, everybody.
0: woo Woo! Right. I'm officially a college graduate. I am alumni of my university. Hey. So that's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah. So, for all of you that don't believe
1: depression is a real thing, it is. Oh my god, it is a real thing, we, 100%. so, like, we spiraled, dude, like, I yeah. didn't even realize it, yeah. how bad it was, until we just had a realization, we had
0: like 10 epiphanies <laughs> in one day. Yeah, we were up until like 4 in the morning, just like, sobbing, and talking, and realizing everything, and... It was it's, wild. And it
1: all tied back to our depression. Yes. Literally everything. that, Like, the house was so messy. Yes. And we finally, like, we just realized that we just let it get that bad mm-hmm. because we were depressed and we're yeah. like, I'll get it tomorrow. We oh, I'll do it tomorrow. We would see
0: the little messes and we're like, oh. And then we just let it go. Yeah. Because we just didn't have the energy to do it. And then you have to realize, guys, like, Tori and I have been pretty much inseparable for four years now. Yeah. And it was to the point where, like, we were making ourselves hang out with each other. Yeah. Like, like we, we, we didn't even want to, be, to be around people at all, even each other. Yeah. And she's the one that I want to spend literally all my time with at all times forever. Yeah. We're, we're pre engaged. Yeah.
1: Like, we want to spend our lives together, and we were, like, forcing ourselves to do it because it was just
0: so bad. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to lock myself in my room and not talk to anybody. And it was crazy. So, yeah. So, yeah. When did you first start dealing with depression or notice that you had it or whatever? So, this is going to be a real... We're going to get into it.
1: Okay. It started in high school. And it started because I was getting bullied. Okay. Um, Senior year, stay in this lane and turn left. And it's going to be on the right. Yeah. On... Shoulder. Okay. Um, senior year, I got a, I, I got, um, strep throat virus, but I didn't get strep throat. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I got some twitches and like every seven seconds I twitched. My head would just jerk to the right, like all the time for yeah. everything. And, um, these kids in class would bully me and like make fun of me, and I was like, "Well, like it's not my fault. <laughs> like I yeah. literally, like they didn't even know they didn't even know it was virus for a lot. Like it was like month, like a month or two that I was twitching. Yeah. So I was just getting bullied, and I was like, I was, I was like, I literally can't help it. Like, yeah. What and the it heck? came out of nowhere. It came out of nowhere, and this one guy that was one of my best friends in band made fun of me once, and then I, so that hurt. <laughs> mm. And then um, this one guy. What really made me, like, hurt was, I didn't even know this guy, but I was holding the door open for people in band, because I was in, uh, what's, it's called Loading Crew, where you, yeah. like, assemble the,
0: the instrument, yeah, you know, like the, the, the
1: podiums, Yeah, sort of, and I was holding the door open for the podiums to come inside, and he starts twitching, like, to copy me, and I was like, what was that? And he was like, nothing, it just reminded me of something, and I was like, so you had to copy me? And then, so I, like, started crying, oh. and I went to the corner of the banha and, like, started crying, and, like, Frank came, and I was, like, yeah. sobbing. And, um, so my, my neurologist was, like, you need to stay out of school for, like, a week or two. Wow. And, yeah, and I, was, I was, like, okay. <laughs> I was, like, I can do that. Um, wow. Wow. Um, and then, because of that, I got into the 504 at school to, like, help me with, like, they'd give me accommodations. Yeah. Um, and then they found out, well, and then, uh, like I had, it was sometime after the, I don't remember if the tick had gone away, uh-huh. but I had tried to kill myself. Yeah. By overdosing on my, uh, depression medicine. Yeah. I think the tick had already gone away. Uh, let's just say it did. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's just say it did, because, I don't know, I already had my depression medicine. Yeah. And I had tried to overdose, and. I hated everything. And then the band directors, like, talked to all the kids and were like, you can't be bullying. Like, he had a full meeting. He was like, I don't, we don't stand that. We don't do we that. Don't yeah. <laughs> like, that. We don't stand that. don't do that. Me too. And then, but they wanted to know who it was, but I wasn't in school, so I had to go back and was like, this is who it was. And Dang. he got in trouble. Yeah. And then all my... And then that one friend tried to apologize to me, and I was like, "Yeah, it just really hurt because you were." I was like, "I already don't have friends, and like you were my closest one." Yeah. And we, we, were, we were like crying. Oh. <laughs> it was a great time. Great time. Um. And yeah, I think I've pretty much. And then it finally clicked, um, like a couple of years ago, like a year or two ago. Here you go. Yeah. Um. In junior year, I had hiccups all the time. Yes. So, and that is my nervous tick. Mm. So whenever I get anxious, that's my nervous tick. And I didn't realize it. Like, I just thought I had hiccups for a long time. No, I just had anxiety. I Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so, now, now I know. And so it's been five years? Yeah. Five, six years? Six years with anxiety, five years with depression. So, yeah. And it was getting better. It was gone after high school for a while, and then it just, after, or when I was pregnant with Oliver, it came back.
0: Mm, Yeah.
1: But sometimes that happens, so... Yeah, because,
0: like, postpartum's a thing. Yeah.
1: And I didn't get postpartum, like, depression, like,
0: not wanting to do with Oliver. I was already
1: just depressed. Yeah, yeah, it was just regular depression. Yeah, it was just depression, and now I still have it, and... I thought I had it covered, like I thought I was doing fine, me but too. I was just—we were just painting that gold. Oh man! And we I didn't realize it until, like, two days ago. <laughs> yeah, until literally <laughs> two, days. two days ago. <laughs> so
0: that's fun. Cool buddy? What about you? When did you? Um, I okay. I didn't realize that I had depression until college, but it t- it actually started sophomore year of high school for me. I've always had anxiety, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I bet. Like literally my whole life, like I've always had anxiety. Uh, But the depression first started sophomore year of high school because that was the year that I was getting confirmed at church, Mm -hmm. and my confirmation teacher like made my self esteem like plummet. Like I literally went home every single week sobbing, like in tears. Because I was just convinced that, like, I was going to go to hell and, like, I wasn't worth it and I wasn't a good Catholic and, like, all this stuff. Like, I was ready to drop out of every extracurricular that I was doing. I was ready to not go to college and just to be a nun and devote my life to prayer completely for the rest of my life and, like, just repent and repent and repent and all this stuff. Like, that, I just felt like that's what I deserved and that's, I was just a terrible person and all this stuff.
1: All right. So we're back. Hi.
0: Also, if you've noticed that the quality is different, that's because we started recording
1: in the May. Episode
0: in May, whatever it actually was Mental Health Month, and then got busy again.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And now we're finishing recording the episode in June. So yeah. with our new equipment. Yeah. So which we yeah. talk about more in the next episode, which will be posted after this yeah. one. Yeah.
1: Because that's what we did. We wanted something light in between our depression. So yeah. We recorded that, and then we came back here and.
0: Here we We're are getting sad again, <laughs> homies.
1: <laughs> yeah. We're gonna take it back down.
0: All right. So, so I had a question. Yeah.
1: What kind of things would your confirmation teacher say that made you depressed, or what, like how was he? At?
0: So, he was wild, dude. Okay. Like he's still wild. Okay. He, essentially thought or pretended or something that like he was a prophet kind of like, in a
1: sense um like, like god talked to him yes got it
0: yeah and so he would talk about how he could like see our sins and like see the marks on our souls and stuff like that and he even wrote a book dude like he has an entire book like about his experiences or whatever and like how he gets all this stuff in dreams and like whatever. And like, I always thought that was kind of BS. I was like, come on, bro. Like, relax. But it was just the fact that like, he would talk about, you know, like, um, whenever he was younger, like he didn't do the best things. And like, he had his own troubled kind of youth and how that turned him away from God and all this stuff. And he was like a sinner and whatever, whatever. And then as he got older, you know, he kind of found his way back and like changed those things or whatever, which is great. And that's pretty normal for everybody. The problem is whenever you're telling children that are 15 and 16 years old, you know, who are going to be rebellious and who are trying to figure themselves out, and figure out their lives and, like, what they want to do and all this stuff, whenever you're telling them that, that, like, oh, like, you need to have it figured out now. Like, you need to be walking with God, like, right now. You know what I mean? Like, no 15-year-old is doing that. You know what I mean? Like, like, even the most holy, like, sister Christian-type kid has some kind of rebellion in them. You know what I mean? Like, everyone goes through that, every single person. And, again, you have to realize that at my church – A lot of the times kids don't go to catechism or Sunday school, whatever you want to call it. They don't go to catechism unless they're making their first Holy Communion or doing their confirmation. So you have to realize that for the past couple years, we've only had like 10 people in our catechism classes. And then that year we had like 30 to 50 because everyone shows up for confirmation. You know what I mean? So a lot of the stuff that he was saying was targeted at the kids who like were not going to church at all. We're only going to Sunday school for confirmation. Obviously kind of didn't want to be there and were only there because their parents were making them. You know what I mean? I'd be that type of kid. I mean, yeah. But obviously what he was saying was targeted towards them. Yeah. But I was 15 and I'm in a fragile state in general because that's just how you are when you're 15. So I took it all personally. Yeah. So I thought everything he was saying about like all these sinnings and like going to hell. And you also have to realize that I was not a bad kid. Yeah. I was not.
1: You're goody two-shoes.
0: Yes. Like the literal definition of a goody two-shoes. Yeah. I didn't do anything. Okay. And I still thought like I was sinning so much and like doing all these things. It was to the point that like I literally was ready to quit theater and choir and dance. Everything that I enjoyed because I thought that, the, that I was doing those things selfishly. I was only doing them because I enjoyed them. It wasn't what God actually wanted me to do with my life. And I was ready to, like, drop everything. And, like, whenever I graduated high school, I was going to be a nun. And I was going to devote my life completely to just prayer and repentance and make everything better and all this stuff. Because, obviously, like, I was a POS person. And, like, I needed to repent. And, like, I didn't deserve God's love at all. Like, all this stuff. It was bad, dude. It was wild. And so that was the first time I ever experienced, like, low self-esteem was Mm -hmm. because of that. Because I just... I felt so worthless all the time. And then, and like other kids were feeling that, like one of my best friends who I met her in Mm pre-K and we'd gone to church forever together. Like she thought about leaving and doing her confirmation at a different church because she was like so uncomfortable and upset every week. Wow. Because she was just mad, like that he was saying all this stuff and like getting away with it. And then I had another friend who had come out that year and obviously he was feeling kind of targeted with all this stuff, and also like like his parents like went to the director and like talked to her Good. about our teacher and stuff. But he still teaches the confirmation classes oh. like it's crazy, like it's wild, like Did nothing they tell changed. Him anything? Yes, they had like a whole meeting with the priest and the director and the parent. Like it was wild, and nothing, nothing. <clears throat> and then it was to the point that like at the end of the year, as it got closer to our confirmation, our director, like the director of the like 7th through 12th grade catechism would come and sit in on our classes because so many people had complained.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> That's crazy. It was wild, dude. It was wild. Wow. Yeah. So that was where things kind of started for me. Um, and of course, I mean, I feel like it was bound to happen anyway, just like considering like, when it, like I was 15, you know, I was a sophomore in high school. Like, I feel like it probably would have happened anyway. But I think it jump-started yeah. that year. But probably, like, within the next year it would have happened. So then, so that was the real start. Okay. And then came junior year, in which every boy that I had a crush on was manipulative mm. and emotionally abusive in yeah. some kind of way. We love those. We do. So that didn't help at yeah, all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, so no yeah like starting because after confirmation like i talked to my priest and he was like why are you like so stressed about this like i see you all the time like you're a fantastic person like chill and i like was sobbing you know because i was like stop you know like this is in confession to you. he's telling me all this and i'm like crying my eyes out and he was like Just like relax, dude. Like (laughs) let it go. It's like you're not like 16. (laughs) He's like, you're not a bad person. Like I literally see you every week. Like, no, chill out. So that did help a little bit. But then, because I started dating this boy who here's a story. Okay. (laughs) So this guy had come out as gay Uh in December. But we started dating in May. <laughs>
1: like the previous May or the after? <laughs> after
0: he, after he said out. he was gay. Yeah. Because <laughs> then he like was like, oh, well, maybe I'm not gay. Maybe I'm just bi. Okay. We were like, <laughs> okay. So like he and I started dating. We only dated for like a couple months. We never even went on a date. Okay. But we high school dated. You know how yeah. that works. Yeah. And he broke up with me over text message.
1: Fun. And I
0: cried about that. I was all emotional. I was also in my period when I broke up with me, but I was all emotional. I went home and I was like all crying because I was all sad. And then like the week later, this guy, uh, we went to New York for our choir trip that summer. And so that was super fun. And like I hung out with all my friends and there was a dude that was in choir that was kind of, he's, he's a jerk. But I didn't know that at the time, whatever. And it was, like, right after I'd just been broken up with, Mm -hmm. you know. And so here this guy comes, like, to my rescue, essentially, you know. And he seems so nice and all this stuff, whatever. So, but I was, like, I'm not really, like, into him. But he's nice, you know. So it was, like, that kind of thing. And so we went on a date. We went on one date in, like, September, October of my junior year. And this fool, okay, because I... I'm a very touchy person. Like, anyone who knows me knows that. Like, I give hugs all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I am the physical contact queen. But whenever it comes to dating somebody, like, no, sir. Like, PDA, (laughs) get it out of my face. (laughs) I don't want it. Like, I'll hold your hand. But don't you dare kiss me in front of anybody. Like, no, ma'am. Absolutely not. It makes me so uncomfortable. Okay. We're on our first date. Our one date that we went on. We're sitting at the table, okay? It's a four-person table. So I'm sitting, and he's sitting in the chair, like, next to me, instead of, like, across to me, like, next to me. Okay. Okay. Throughout the entire dinner, he's scooting his chair closer and closer <laughs> to me until he's essentially, like, at the corner of the table, and I haven't moved, okay? <laughs> and I was kind of, like, not really digging it, you know? like, it's all right. You know? Like, I didn't figure it was going to go anywhere, but it was okay. And then I'm talking, okay? Like, just about... Not even looking at this boy because he's on my left. I'm looking straight ahead, (laughs) talking. He grabs my face, turns it towards him, and kisses me. And I was like, like, we're in a public place. Like, get (laughs) out of here. I was like, what are you doing? You know what I mean? So obviously, I immediately start, like, blushing hard because I'm super uncomfortable. And he goes, Oh, you're blushing. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm freaking out. Then he does it four more times. This boy kisses me five times in public when I'm very obviously uncomfortable. Blushing doesn't mean you're flattered. No. So I like went to the bathroom and I was like, mom, you got to come pick me up because I didn't have my license at this point. I was like, mom. I was like I you got to come like right now like you got to like I hate this please come get me. She knew you were on a date. Yeah. Okay. And so she was like okay. And so I came back and I was like my parents are coming like we got to go. <laughs> and so then he asked me the next day like, "Oh, how did you think the date went?" And I was like and I was very nice about I was like, "You know, like I had a good time. I just don't see anything like happening, happening. between us." Yeah. You know, very nice, very cordial. So, we went on the date on Saturday. He asked me on Sunday. Monday comes it's school time we sit at the same table like in the mornings with like our friends or whatever I always get there first he comes right after me does not even acknowledge that I'm there dude Wow like does not even acknowledge and I tried talking to him nothing and I was just like okay so then our another one of our friends comes finally and like he says like hello or he says something weird as a greeting and I didn't say anything because I'm just like mad at this point. Yeah. And our friend goes, Oh, is that how we're greeting people now? And he goes, yeah. And he goes, well, at least I greeted you. And I'm just like, you got something to say. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, (sighs) and so that just ticked me off (laughs) even more. And I'm just like, wow. Like, okay. So then he keeps like trying to talk to me too. Like after this, like texting me, whatever. And here's the thing also. I know that I'm emotional, and I know that I am prone to mood swings sometimes, and I'm very, like, like, I know I'm crazy, like, don't point it out to me, okay, and I had told him that, like, in the summer, like, dude, like, I have most, especially because they used to be really, really bad, like, they've gotten a lot better, but they used to be, like, really erratic, okay, so I was, like, dude, like, I have these mood swings sometimes, like, I'm telling you right now, like, I know, I know I'm a crazy person, <laughs> whatever. And so there was one night where he was talking and I'm like, like, dude, like you're acting like such a jerk or whatever. And he literally was like, well, if you weren't so like, what did he say? If your mood swings weren't so crazy or something like that, if you weren't so emotional all the time, like this wouldn't have it. Something like that. And I was just like, I literally threw my phone and then I immediately had to go to theater practice and I grabbed my friend Emmanuel by the arm and I pulled him out in the hallway because he was like, what's wrong? And I was like, so I pulled him out in the hallway and I Screaming about this kid. This was one of the few times in my life where I've ever been like mad. Like, I punched a wall, dude. I was ticked. So I was like, how dare he mention this thing that I've been, whatever. <sighs> so that ended. And then it's like the end of October. And there's this other guy in theater who is a jerk, like, used to punch me in the vag every day <laughs> freshman year. Okay. <laughs> Same guy. And he is the first person to show sexual interest in me, which was something that I like was brand new to. And that's where everything continued to go downhill. Cause then I was like super into him that whole year because it was like, I'd never had that type of attention before. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I could get that again. Cause I didn't think that I was that attractive, especially in high school. Like yeah. I, I had my glow up, like I look better now than I used to. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, And so, like, he and I were, like, off and on all the time. But he was still just such a jerk and, like, just horrible. And he was very emotionally abusive, like, that whole time. And I, did like, literally asked me to, like, our coronation, which is, like, our winter formal. And I was like, yeah. And then, or no, my bad. He didn't ask me. But we had been talking steadily. So I, like, assumed that we were going And then I texted him like the Thursday before the dance was on Saturday. And he said that he asked someone else. And I was just like, okay, like, (laughs) wait, you know what I mean? And then the same thing happened again at prom. Like he did ask me to prom. Oh no. And then I guess we had a falling out. I don't even remember because we fought all the time also. And then he was like, yeah, I'm going to prom with something else or whatever. And I'm just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So that ended that next summer in June whenever he went to church camp for two weeks and he met a girl that he felt like God needed him to be with. And I was like, have at it. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you go right ahead. Because at that point, I was already like, I don't want to date him. Like, I was really like seeing the problems. And it was to the point that I was afraid to tell him that I didn't want to date him in person because I thought he was going to hurt me. Oh, no. Like, I genuinely thought he was like going to get so mad that he was going to like hit me or something. That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. And so he tells me this, and I was like, cool, awesome, go for it. I was like, God wants it, you do it, like, have at it. And then he got mad at me. He was like, well, you were always trying to change me and all this stuff, whatever. And I'm just like, dude, like, I'm done. (laughs) I don't care. (sighs) So, yeah, it was wild. So high school was not fun. Yeah. And then senior year of high school was the very first time I ever had suicidal thoughts. So that was great. Um, cause I was just super, I was super burned out. I was super overworked. I had, I took all AP uh and dual credit classes, like my whole time in high school, but I had like extra ones that year. And then I was doing theater on top of that and choir on top of that and like all this stuff. You Like I was, I was wearing myself way too thin. Yeah. And so towards the end of the year, there was one day where I was just like so tired, like literally, like I remember it. I was just sitting in class. It was the last period of the day. And I was so exhausted and so tired and kind of sad, you know, but I was just like, I was so over everything. And it was already like May, like graduation was so close, but I yeah. was like, I didn't feel like I could handle it anymore. Yeah. And I remember I went home because I had had headaches, like chronic headaches my junior year, Yeah. like a headache every single day. And we could never figure out what happened whenever, but I had medicine for it and it was like codeine to help with that. And I, only took it if I like felt like I had to because I didn't want to get addicted to it. Yeah. So I remember sitting there at my house. I had just gotten home. I was home by myself because my parents were still at work. And so I was home by myself. I'm sitting there. Senior year, I go to the bathroom. And I remember looking at the pill bottle. And I was like, I could just take all those right now and just like not be tired anymore. Yeah. And that freaked me out. I was like, oh, I was like, no. I was like, no, ma'am. I was like, get out of here. Because that's the first time I'd ever ever thought about anything like that like yeah. had the desire to do it you know what i mean and i was like oof! and so i like freaked myself out and i was like what do I, what do i do who do i tell because again i'm the type of person that like i don't tell the people that i'm the closest to when something's really bad because i don't want them to worry about me like i know that they're going to worry about me and i don't like worrying people yeah it's dumb i've gotten better about it but like <laughs> i used to be really bad so i texted one of my friends who like i didn't even really like that much but i was like hey like I wanted to kill myself earlier. I don't know what to do. (laughs) And so she and I kind of talked about it, but it like freaked me out. Yeah. So it was wild.
1: Great.
0: Yeah. And then college happened.
1: Oh, buddy. And then college happened.
0: So much happened in college. Dude, our freshman year was rough. It was so bad. (laughs) 2016 was the actual worst. It was so bad. Yeah. Literally starting like that Christmas break of 2015 through the entire year of 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So bad. Mm-hmm. Horrendous.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was awful. Yeah.
1: I'm surprised we lived, like, Dude. didn't actually kill ourselves. Dude. Because, who buddy?
0: Yeah. It was It was horrible. horrible. Yeah. It was so bad. Like, I won't go into details about a lot of it, but it was, it was wow. bad. It was really bad. Yeah. So that didn't help anything. No. And then I started therapy. <laughs> My, the spring of my junior year of college, because I remember that I, therapy had always been something that I considered, but again, because of low self-esteem stuff, I was like, oh, my problems aren't big enough to like warrant me to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was like, why should I waste the therapist's time with my white girl problems? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like when, I'm, when it's really not that bad. Yeah. And so I always told myself that it never started affecting my school then I would go talk to somebody and there was a day in January where I just didn't go to class. Like I just couldn't, I was so tired and I was so behind on like four, five different assignments. Like I was super behind on everything. So I just didn't go to class and I just stayed home and tried to do homework. I was at your apartment actually. I remember oh, at Ramsgate? Yes. Um, And I tried to do homework, didn't even really catch up on anything cause I was just like so dead Yeah. and I was like, yep. Now's the time. (laughs) So I started therapy that semester and that actually helped a lot. It was really good. And then I didn't go back to therapy for a while. And fall semester of this past year was the worst time of my life ever. Mm -hmm. In which I consistently wanted to die. And that was fun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was a fun time.
1: Just never wanting to be alive. We love depression. We do.
0: And then I started antidepressants in December and I thought things were great. But really... I was just repressing (laughs) because I felt so bad, like all of that fall semester, like the whole time I just felt horrible. Mm -hmm. And so I was so glad to not be feeling like trash every day that any minor inconvenience. I was like, push it aside. We're just going to feel happy all the time. That's what the antidepressants do. That's what we're doing. And then in like May, it just like there was a trigger and I just went (laughs) (laughs) like it all came out and then I got super depressed again. Hence us not recording for yes. <laughs> a long time, but I'm on a higher dose of antidepressants now. <laughs> I got anxiety medicine now.
1: Yes.
0: Still want to die sometimes, but I'm kicking depression to the curb, yeah, being like, we're, no, ma'am. We're, we're
1: kicking her out of here.
0: And yeah, that basically catches us up to where we are today.
1: Yeah. We, yeah. That. That May realization. Like, yeah. We realized we were just painting it gold, and that's we were. Not okay. It's not.
0: And and you know like it's it's better now like things i'm still like stressed about like everything because i need a job and i need a place to live and it's like whatever yeah um but also at the same time it's easier to handle i think like having realized what all was happening i recognize it more i'm like okay like you can't just keep doing that like you gotta do like i'm making myself do things even if it stresses me out or even if it upsets me for some reason like I'm making myself just sit down and do it because I know that the longer I wait or the more that I try to paint it gold the worse it's going to be down the line yeah so that's been nice it has been easier to handle and we actually have things to look forward to
1: we do we made a vision board we do
0: this is I I have a job interview on Tuesday yes which is super cool with the school I'm super tomorrow actually yeah today's Monday so I'm super nervous about it but as you should be I mean yeah but like It's cool. It's cool to know that that's even, like, a A possibility. possibility. Like, I might come out of tomorrow with a job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or at least have a job by the end of, like, June. Because I still have to take my, like, real teacher tests. But I sent in my paperwork today for it. So I should hear back, like, today or tomorrow on, like, when I can start scheduling that. And then get those done. You know what I mean? So hopefully by, like, the end of the month, I'll have a job. And that just already takes off a bunch of stress. Yeah. So... And then we're looking at different places because we're trying to move, which we talk about more in the next episode. Yeah. And we actually have some hopefuls, which is Dude, good. Yeah. And it's like doable and yeah. it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so even that's not really that stressful. It's more of just like picking at this point. But yeah. even then, like, we have a little bit of time yeah, to do that. Like we have like a month to choose. A month and a half. Yeah. Or we have exactly two months as of today, I'm actually. Oh, still... So... So we have some time. So things are definitely looking up. Yeah. Things are getting better. There are definitely things to look forward to, which I think is what's helping. Because for a while, it's like there was nothing to look forward to. Dude. You know what I mean? Like, even graduation, like, I wasn't even, like, I didn't even care. I didn't even care. I was like. Yeah. Didn't want to go. Yeah. Oh, God. I did not want to go to my graduation. It was such a bad day. It was so long. It was ridiculous. (laughs) It was bad weekend. Yeah, it was all right, but it could have been a lot better. It's was just, I was super stressed. Yeah, I cried more that weekend than I had anticipated. <laughs> yeah. But also I was coming out of like being super depressed anyway, yes. which didn't help, you know, and then it was like, yeah. So, but now we have, now that's done. And now it's just, it seems like it, there's just things to look forward to, which is cool. Yeah. Which is also kind of stressful, but a better type of stressful than...
1: Before. Than
0: worrying about not having anything. You know what I mean? Like, I'd much rather stress about the things that are coming than stressing about why is there nothing good happening in my life. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And it was just, so what else, what another thing we realized was also that it wasn't necessarily that 2016 was the worst and then things got better. It was just continuously downhill from 2016. Yeah.
0: It just, there was little spikes of good Good, things. But there was never, like, a point where it was really, like, this is great. Yeah,
1: like I don't even remember 2017,
0: dude. Me either. I rem-
1: All I remember is Oliver was born.
0: Yeah, I and don't that's remember- it.
1: I don't remember anything else. And it was just still downhill, 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 downhill. I
0: don't remember that's 2017 when, either because when- I barely remember like that fall semester whenever you were here,
1: dude. I know because we also barely saw each other. I know,
0: and I think that has a lot to do with it because a lot of our memories include each other. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and but because like 2017 august i moved in with oliver's sperm donor Mm -hmm. and then in three two months he was gone again yeah and so it was just downhill trying to figure out how am i going to go to school and how am i gonna have talking to all my professors and like can i please bring oliver like his dad just left and i don't know what i'm gonna do yeah finding a babysitter and the cheapest one was 130 a week and yeah who buddy it was a lot so stressed just all at once like boom 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 yeah
0: Finally, yeah. after like four years, yeah, <laughs> things seem to be settling yeah. down a little bit, and it's kind of like scary too. Like, what's like next, yes, it's like when's the other shoe gonna drop? Like, okay, yeah. these good things are happening, but it's gonna, yeah, it's like, not gonna last. When we're moving in, it's like, okay, why
1: is it so cheap? What's the catch? Yes, like that's yes. also what's I'm um, Like, okay, this sounds great. It's great. It's great. What's gonna happen yeah. when we what's, move in? What's the catch exactly? Where is the demon in this house? Mm-hmm. Like which which apartment has the demon in it which yeah, one is going to get that's
0: going to be the one that we're going to get like yeah and and it's we, like that's probably not going to happen but we're so used, used to, to that and and anxiety too like we both have yeah. anxiety so that's already going to propel that even more but yeah it's like i'm trying not to think about that like i'm trying to keep that dread like aside and just be like no like focus on the good things like it's great that these things are happening just focus on that yeah be excited about that but, like, in the back of my mind, it's always like, okay, but there's something else. Like, yeah. something's going to happen. But. Yeah.